Would you consider yourself high performing? Perhaps always trying to be a a top achiever. Maybe you consider yourself a bit of a perfectionist, a workaholic even, but you struggle with delegating because you feel that if you want something to be done right, you must do it yourself. But that no matter how much you accomplish in life, nothing is ever gonna be good enough. Am I hearing a preach from the back of the room? Okay, that's maybe one step too far, Rosh. Literally sat at home on your own. (laughs) There's no one in the room. But jokes aside, honestly, that kind of all summed me up to a T. And you know what, folks? Turns out that all of these things are all signs for being at a higher risk for burnout, specifically job burnout. I don't know about you, but I put a lot of my hardworking mentality down to being a person of color, specifically a woman of color, also with first and second degree migrant parents who, as much as I know they wanted the best for me, instilled that kind of grafting mentality, that whole like work twice as hard as your white and male counterparts. I think that's still true, (laughs) as probably my therapist would agree. But the more I learn about how stress and trauma, including kind of intergenerational trauma, can really affect us internally, it honestly blows my mind. For example, and I've spoken in a previous episode about my history with high-functioning anxiety, and it's only more recently that I've discovered often, not always, and not necessarily absolutely the case, but the underlying cause of things like high-functioning anxiety and other mental health challenges like chronic depression can actually be to do with having a chronically dysregulated nervous system. And people with high kind of emotional sensitivity or who might identify as a highly empathetic person like myself tend to be more prone to outcomes like burnout because we tend to put a lot of pressure on ourselves and are really sensitive to criticism and perhaps kind of frequently feel alone or unsupported. And then that pressure that we put on ourselves and feelings of you've got to get, you've got to do this alone, you've got to figure this out by yourself, you can't or shouldn't ask for help, can then reinforce the dysregulation. So you can see how this can become a real vicious cycle. And it's something that I have seen and witnessed and coached my clients a lot through. I personally think there's still a big stigma related to kind of experiencing signs of burnout and mental health issues. As I reflect on my own kind of decade long career working in fast paced media, advertising, tech companies, I know I felt like I needed to just learn how to deal with the pressure, you know? High-functioning anxiety really masks itself as high-performance, and high-performance often gets rewarded. But in reality, it's a constant kind of struggle behind closed doors. And so this is why a lot of times people, myself and a lot of my clients included, don't realize that they're experiencing burnout, often until it's too late and the body decides to kind of shut you down, (laughs) ironically for your own benefit. And then when people do experience symptoms of burnout, they might not feel like they can talk about it because there's a lot of fear of judgment or fear that it might have a negative impact on them or their life if others know that they're experiencing burnout. Now, disclaimer alert, I am not a doctor or registered kind of healthcare professional in that capacity, but my own personal experiences of burnout as a woman, as a woman of color, are all certainly big reasons that I founded Weiwei, 
specifically to help other career-driven, ambitious women who are so used to just giving everything their all, often at the expense of their own physical and mental health and well-being, to be able to take some of that control back. Because I was that person, that woman who was working ridiculous hours, pouring all my energy into work projects in the name of professional development and career success, constantly chasing the promotions, the pay rises. Honestly, my identity ultimately had become so intertwined with work, it was really hard to separate the two. And it was my physical and mental health that had suffered as a result. It's been, it had been neglected. I'd put on unwanted weight. I had irregular and very low nutritious eating habits. I developed two bulge discs in the neck part of my spine, which is nicknamed tech neck by orthopedics because it's an increasingly common issue due to being hunched over a screen on a desk all day. And that required an operation in the end. And ultimately I had brain fog all the time and literally felt like I had no energy to pour into my loved ones, much less myself. So I wanted to dedicate this episode to anyone who feels like they're experiencing or may have experienced any of this before, trying to help kind of break some of that burnout stigma, right? To remind us that ultimately we're all human. We all have stress that we're gonna be affected by. And so there's no reason for anyone to feel ashamed or embarrassed or indeed for anyone to be critical of someone else who is experiencing symptoms of burnout or job burnout. Because honestly, burnout is possible for all of us at all ages and stages, all backgrounds and at any point. Just because colleague X over there seems to be handling everything swimmingly doesn't negate your experience if it's different. Plus, maybe colleague X isn't actually handling it very well deep down inside. Anyway, in this episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about stress and how chronic stress can lead to burnout, specifically job burnout, how it can show up in the body and the mind so that you can look out for signs and kind of include some practical tips and tools for you to think about ways that you can mitigate, reduce or recover from burnout through the power of movement, exercise, mindfulness and nutrition. For any current clients listening to this, please let me know if you want to dive into any of this further. I am here to help and support you. For any returning listeners to the podcast generally, welcome back. Know that I see and appreciate you. And for any new listeners, hello and welcome. I would love for you to stick around. And so for now, let's get stuck into episode 17 of the Weiwei podcast, A Diary of Another CEO. Okay, so what even is burnout? I don't think this concept is new, but I do think it's a generational shift in language, kind of naming and discussing the notion of burnout specifically. I know like my father essentially rolls his eyes at all of this because for him, working hard and being financially and professionally successful is literally all he knows. I remember as a kid, I asked him when he planned on retiring and he said, I'll retire when I die. Pretty much sums things up, lol. (laughs) 
But burnout or job burnout specifically is a state of chronic physical and emotional exhaustion, often accompanied by feelings of cynicism, powerlessness, emptiness, and detachment from work or life in general is essentially a result of prolonged stress and can have real implications on one's physical and mental health. Now, of course, stress to the body and to the mind comes in many forms, perhaps past or present traumas, loss, betrayal, big changes, but also things like a lack of sleep, over fasting or overeating, all put stress on the body. And then we have job stress. So all of which can then lead to burnout. And it's a lot to do with how stress raises the levels of cortisol in the body. Now, stress is not inherently bad. I think people will know it's an evolutionary survival mechanism, right? That helps us kind of navigate threatening situations. You've got to think about how we and other mammals would have had to react really quickly to life-threatening situations. So it's our inherent fight, flight, or freeze response. And stress itself can actually help boost our brain power, it can help us become more resilient, and it can serve as a motivation to succeed or push to completion of things. But whilst a bit of ad hoc acute stresses in and on the body is totally fine, and let's be honest, it would be pretty impossible to not have any stress ever, is when those stress levels and therefore that kind of cortisol levels are super high and sustained, sustained really being the operative word, that can result in things like our hormone production and our menstrual cycles being completely thrown off, impact to our thyroid functionality, uh, blood sugar levels and the general regulation of our blood sugar. Stress can also deplete our neurotransmitters, so things like serotonin and dopamine, which are both associated with like feelings of happiness, perhaps kind of leading to chronic depression and anxiety, as well as impact our sleep, levels of fatigue during the daytime included. And I guess what I found really interesting to learn more about is how chronic stress can disrupt our vagal nerves, which are the main nerves in our parasympathetic nervous system. Don't worry, I'm not going to get all biology class on you, but simply think of the parasympathetic nervous system as your rest and digest system, whose main job is usually to relax or reduce your body's internal activities, conserving energy for later and to regulate bodily functions such as our digestion, our heart rate, and our immune system. The other part of our nervous system, called the sympathetic nervous system, drives our fight or flight response in stressful situations. And it's the vagus nerve that helps our body exit fight or flight mode. So as you can probably now start piecing together, if the vagus nerve is messed up or disrupted, especially over a prolonged period of time, we might end up stuck in that fight or flight mode. Again, to reiterate, I am not a qualified doctor here, but as I learn more about the connection between stress and our nervous system and how it can result in burnout, it really does start making more sense to me. If you're stuck in what feels like this loop of anxiety and fatigue, and maybe you've got like a bit of a collection of physical symptoms that may otherwise have been unexplained, you may be struggling with a dysregulated nervous system. And a dysregulated nervous system doesn't handle or react well to stress. 
So when our nervous systems are dysregulated like this, we might feel constantly on edge or overwhelmed. We might be irritable. We might be really reactive to situations or may experience kind of chronic pains and illnesses and sleep problems and daytime fatigue, like I mentioned, or even like extreme appetite changes, which all to me starts kind of connecting and making sense because as I mentioned before, chronic stress can impact things like our digestion and how our body absorbs nutrients. You might have even heard of something called the leaky gut syndrome, which is said to have symptoms including like chronic bloating, gas, cramps, food sensitivities, as well as like stomach aches and pains. And then you might experience things like weight fluctuations or the way that stress can lead to chronic or frequent headaches and migraines, as well as kind of infections or issues with your skin, your eyes, your bladder. It can cause hair loss. Now the good news folks is that it is possible to break the dysregulation loop and start to kind of heal your nervous system I guess with small consistent intentional interventions and a clear strategy. And this is exactly what I help coach my clients through. So if you feel like you're constantly on high alert or perhaps experiencing that kind of collection of physical symptoms that feel a bit otherwise unexplained or random, just know I see you. You are not alone. The main thing I can encourage you to do if you're feeling kind of trapped in this cycle or state is to identify and manage the stresses that are got you into this current situation. When I found myself amid a bit of a health crisis, ultimately caused by job burnout, I had to act, I had to take an active step back. I had to slow down, I had to reconsider all of my priorities and really kind of have a think about where I wanted my life to go. Burnout can really creep up on you and end up being so overwhelming, especially when you realize you're in the thick of it. Like, oh damn, how did I get here? Or perhaps you've been there before and you're like, how did I get here again? Choosing to take a more positive narrative, I think in this way, burnout can actually also be a huge opportunity for growth and change. It's like the body's way of saying stop and think. For me, it was an opportunity to figure out and really align my life with my values and my purpose with the goal to kind of live a more authentic life that felt truer to myself. I left the corporate world, which I knew was the main source of my chronic stress and that constant state of fight or flight or freeze and dedicate more time to things that I knew supported my physical body and and mental well-being. So movement, exercise, nutrition, and hobbies and relationships that brought me joy and a sense of inner peace and safety. These are all things that I feel are in our control. And I'm aware how privileged I am to have been able to make big shifts with my career. I mean, for the cost of losing my juicy tech payslips, which I've had to find peace with the fact that they are definitely a thing of the past, I know that I've gained more peace, more clarity, better sense of gratitude, and also, importantly, I am feel like I'm in control of my physical body, of my weight, of my aesthetics, in a way that I have never been before or thought possible. And this is exactly what I endeavor to enable my clients to feel and achieve for themselves too. There's so much external variables that are so outside of our control and stresses that will happen to us 
us. This is a big piece of my coaching is empowering women to take control of the things that they can take control of. So the variables like daily movement, how much exercise you're doing, what you're eating. And like I said, hobbies and kind of surrounding yourself with people and relationships that can bring you that sense of joy and inner peace and community. Now, whether a total career change or job hiatus is an option for you or not, I would say you need to give serious consideration to making changes to your lifestyle, setting some firmer work boundaries and upholding them in the name of your health and well-being. You might have heard the saying, if you don't pick a time to relax, your body will pick it for you. Now, I'm not talking about bubble bath and face mask one evening per month. That's not gonna undo a buildup of chronic stress or heal you from the symptoms of burnout. But if you don't factor in ways to protect your peace, your body does have a way of forcing you to stop so that you can. And usually, as I've witnessed myself and with clients, it won't be pretty (laughs) or convenient. So I would just encourage you to do it yourself intentionally. With all that being said, and again, to point out, I am not a qualified doctor of any kind. I'm simply speaking based on my personal experiences and what my amazing clients I work with have shared with me and are working through. Of course, things like our genetics, as well as environmental, socioeconomic, and lifestyle factors are also going to be massive considerations too, or perhaps a combination of genetic disposition that's aggravated by environmental, socioeconomic, lifestyle causes. Nothing in this life is black and white or neatly classified. And yes, our nervous system regulation is vital to our overall health and sense of well-being. But of course, correlation versus causation is going to vary person to person. Everyone's experience is unique and different. What I will say is you feed anxiety by running. To start healing at all, you need to stop or at least try and slow down. And if you can't do this for yourself because it might feel selfish or an impossible task, do it for your family and your loved ones because you are no good to anyone you care about if your health is in the drain. Focus on what you can control and take ownership and accountability of things like how much daily movement you're making time for, consistent exercise, strength training for the sake of your body now and in the future, paying attention to what you're eating and putting inside your body so that you're supporting your body and your nervous system from that inside out, as well as, you know, mindfulness and things like meditation to calm the mind and help soothe the nervous system. As I mentioned in the opening, I created Weiwei Online Fitness and Lifestyle Coaching to help especially women and those who identify as such discover and reap the benefits of a more active and balanced lifestyle. Because, well, I think as we can see, everything is connected. For those hardworking, ambitious, career-driven women who are so used to pouring all their energy and soul into their work and or their families, leaving very little to pour into themselves, learning to live hashtag the way way is about trying to create a balance and a harmony that works for you between your personal and professional well-being. And along the way to achieve a body and a physique that you absolutely love and feel so proud of without having to have had to sacrifice any of your personal or career goals. 
If you would like this to be your reality, then don't hesitate to get in touch. All information and links on how to reach me or apply to join Weiwei will all be in the show notes. But until next time, everyone, peace, joy, and blessings to you all.